ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV dampener with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Max Lindquist, welcome back to ATV Talk. You're in the pro class now, buddy. How are you? Doing good as always, and uh, just enjoying where we're at right now. So, when we talked the first time, I wanted to know something specific from you, and that was the first turn, the first time, the first gate. Um, I don't think that. Florida is a good example of that. I think I want to know more what it was like in Texas. Um, honestly, I would say Texas. I was kind of, I was more prepared in Texas. Um, not so mentally, um, like worried about it. Um, like I was much more nervous sitting on that gate in Florida than I was in Texas to put it that way. Okay, then let's go with Florida and um, elaborate and talk us through, you know, your qualifying, you know, the, the, the first gate, you know, what it was like and what was going through your mind. Yeah, no, um, you know, qualifying was a totally new deal to me. Um, never done anything like that before. Uh, just kind of treated it like practice, honestly. I wasn't so worried about where I finished. It was more just the worry of, having such little time to get used to that track, um, especially it being such a unique track compared to what we're used to. Um, I don't think there's really many places that compare to that just to, you know, get a feel for it. So, um, yeah, I mean, just going into that day in general was just, uh, you know, um, a million different outcomes, a million different thoughts, you know, hard to sleep the night before, um, just, try to grasp, uh, lining up on that pro gate for the first time. And it really didn't hit me honestly, until we really lined up for the main, like our, even our heat race. Um, I was more worried for the second drop of the day than I was the heat race. The heat race didn't bother me too much. Um, just probably more of the fact of, I knew I was going out there with only half the field. Like I knew that first turn wasn't going to be that big bottleneck and, um, wasn't so worried about it. And, I was, I'd kind of raced everyone from just running the pro stock class, um, that I was racing in the heat race. So that race was a pretty simple race for me, just going in there, kind of knowing who I was racing, um, and not having to worry about coming into that first turn with, you know, 18 other dudes or how many ever it was. Um, so I would definitely say for the main though, um, the heart rate was up there just, uh, and it wasn't until really like we got to the gate, um, like in the pits and everything, like I'm a very social person. I, I walked around, I talked to family, I had a lot of family there. Like it was a very nonchalant day. Like I just did my thing and it was kind of like any other race until we hit the gate and, uh, you look to your right and you look to your left and it's kind of a bunch of new faces. And, uh, 
all of a sudden you realize where you're at and it's kind of like, Whoa, been dreaming to be here for 10 years now since I started nationals or, you know, however long it's been since I've been a little kid, really, I've always wanted to line up on that pro gate. And, uh, you know, until I really got there, it didn't really set in. Um, and once it did, obviously, uh, a million different things going through the mind, but I'd say for the most part, it was, it was all that first turn. Like once we got through that first turn, um, everything seemed to slow down, like up until that first turn, uh, the jitters were there, the stomach butterflies, uh, you know, everything was there. Um, and after that first turn, like just making it through and, um, you know, coming out with a decent, I think I was around that fifth, sixth spot. Um, just getting through that after that, I felt, uh, felt relieved almost just to get through it. And, um, cause that for me, the starts have, all, have always been my biggest, uh, worry. Um, I hate, I hate the first turn. Uh, if I get through the first turn, I'm happy. Like that's just how I am about it. Um, and you know, I, we got through it and yeah, made do with the start I had. And it was from there on, it just, uh, the race kept getting better and better for me as it went. So, um, and the nerves, I want to say just even from Florida to Texas, every time the gate drops, it's just getting better. Um, just more, uh, just becoming more comfortable and familiar with the setting. That's pretty awesome. What did, uh, what did, I know Chad won, so he was pretty, pretty happy and excited. What did he come to, what did he say to you after the race? Um, you know, kind of can't quote anything. Uh, I won't lie. It was kind of all a, a little blur after the race. Cause I was, uh, I was pretty happy with the fourth place overall finish and, you know, we didn't really, uh, get to talk a whole lot after the race, but you know, just your regular congrats and uh you know kind of gave me a hard time told me he's like you know you, you really should have just been up on the podium with me kind of you know could have been there you were close but um that and obviously uh me and him have a fun relationship and of course we lined up next to each other on the gate and obviously unfortunately he had to be the one to pull the start so of course i had to hear that he uh, he had a better start than me because that's a uh, that's something between us too, that we always bet on who's going to have the better start. And for some reason it usually seems to be him. So obviously have a little more work to do there, but you know, it was, uh, it was a fun day and, um, you know, I think we were both happy with where we finished and, uh, I really don't know, remember much else about it. I, I won't lie there. I just, uh, kind of blanking on that one. All the emotions, all the, everything came out after that race, I'm sure. And, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just all the family and everything going on with it. Um, just, I think part of it too, was I was just so, so tired afterwards, not so much, um, even just physically, but even mentally, just from being so focused all day, like afterwards, I just wanted to close the eyes, like take a nap. Like it was like, man, I don't want to do anything the rest of the day. Um, and I don't know if that was just cause I, you know, um, just with being on that pro gate, all the nerves, I, I really don't know what exactly, you know, it was, um, maybe the frustration of being forth and, uh, you know, putting out a berm on the last lap. Um, I'm hard on myself and that one, uh, won't be one I ever forget at the same time, you know, might not have won or, or might not have put me in third or fourth, but it definitely would have helped. So, uh, you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me was I got off the track and I'm blessed to have, uh, Jeremiah Jones helping me out a little bit. And, um, you know, just talking with him going over all the rookie mistakes and it was, uh, kind of fun to come off the track and it was a really good day and everyone was happy and really, you know, it was a good day for me. Like there was no complaints under the tent. It was just also, it was really cool to come back and sit down and talk with Jeremiah and be like, yeah, like, did this here, did that there. Like I saw this, I saw that. And the things he had to say were the same things I had to say. And, um, for me, that was good to know, like, yeah, like I see what I did wrong and now I know what we need to work on. And that was, I think that was one of the coolest parts of the day was coming off the track and be like, all right, like I made a mistake here, you know, like I did this wrong. I did that wrong. Like, you know, we can go home and we can fix that. And, um, for me, that's a cool thing to always, see that and, um, realize that at the end of the day, like how you can make yourself better. So that was probably the coolest part about that was coming off the track and having 
him there, especially um, getting to represent his number and all that. It was just a cool day to come off the track with that finish. So um, definitely um, a highlight uh, that'll be remembered for a while. Well, yeah, when you have Chad Weenan and Jeremiah Jones in your corner, wow, that's pretty stacked. That's a pretty stacked group right there um, of people helping you and uh, guiding you. So you should feel pretty blessed. Oh, I, uh, it's more than that. I, I understand. And it's, uh, it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. Just blessed to be where I am and really, uh, lucky and fortunate also to have these opportunities. I do to be where I am because, uh, it does, uh, really pay dividends and really help out at the end of the day. Oh, I can only imagine, uh, Jeremiah is quite the guy and uh, was quite the writer in his day. Um, and I think he had some good battles with your boss. You know, I haven't really got into that conversation. It might be uh, something, though, I'm actually looking at going down and staying at his place here in about a week or so, going down there and staying by him for uh, about two weeks. So it might have to be something that gets brought up and uh, see what he has to say about that. So he's always a fun one to talk about uh, some old racing. He like, he loves his racing and uh, definitely has some fun stories to share. I love to uh, listen to that guy and just all the words of wisdom he has to say because it's always something uh very influential and very uh just cool and down to earth man that you know you can learn a lot from oh wealth of knowledge just beyond year beyond his years you know uh nothing but uh nothing but admiration for him you know and and the things that i've heard from other writers about his teachings you know he's not just focused on one level he's he's focused on many levels and different styles different skills uh he's he's well-rounded and and super super knowledgeable guy yeah for sure and uh just a very uh he's a really fun person just to even have around um i obviously i didn't really know him um you know back then i was just a little kid um when he was still racing but uh you know, just having him around now, he's just, uh, one of those people that, uh, he's always looks at the best in things and, uh, you know, just gives you his honest opinion and always try. He's always out there to help you. And, uh, that's, a not, there's not a whole lot of those people that are always just there to look out for you. So it's really cool to have him around and, you know, he just, uh, he makes it fun underneath the tent too, to have around just his personality, very, uh, just outgoing person. And, um, stays very positive all the time. And that's the one thing I've really liked having him around is that's how I try and be at the track is cause you know, you're, you're there and this is a dream that you're, I'm for me, I'm getting to start to live out and, uh, you know, it's even on your bad days, they can still be good days. So, and I think he's, uh, you know, he's kind of living proof of that obviously with what happened there, but he's, uh, you know, I, it's crazy to see how positive he is about it and st- to still see the love of the sport that he has. And that, uh, says a lot to me. And I really, uh, really look up to that. I think that's a really cool trait that he has there that I like to, uh, um, I definitely like about him and to like have under the tent with me. Cause it, uh, you know, just goes a long ways. I bet it does. So let's get into Texas a little easier. Yeah easier transition for you more what you're used to with the outdoor portion of the tracks. Um, I'm sure you've been there before. Uh, yeah, once last year. So it was actually pretty fresh in the mind. We raced at the end of the end of the year last year there, and now just came back at the start of the year this year. So a uh, pretty quick turnaround time actually for that track. So were the emotions as high and the focus is the same on, on Saturday and Sunday, or was it, um, you guys race on Saturday, right? Saturday. Yeah. Saturday motos. Um, you know, um, I definitely say, um, the focus was definitely there. The focus was definitely actually probably higher. Just, um, you know, already having a race under the belt and knowing, have an idea, not exactly knowing yet, still figuring all that out, but having an idea of what to expect. Um, you know, uh, the nerves wise, uh, I usually not too many things get under my skin or bother me real bad on the gate. Like I'm not one of those people that usually, I, I mean, I won't lie. Every time I go to the gate, I always have the butterflies in the stomach and 
it's it's always until that gate drops once the gate once the gate drops uh you know the light switch flips and you know things take off and we're racing but until that point you know from the time i put my helmet on and go to that gate you know there's always those butterflies that first turn jitters but after that um you know i was actually pretty calm that we can just uh nothing really um i don't let too much bother me you know time qualifying went good like i was really comfy on the bike much uh much comfier in texas than florida uh florida you know it's just struggled being that super crossy style track um new race bike you know just that whole deal just it wasn't the comfiest all day like i i felt good riding wise just you know wasn't so in tune with the bike i felt you know um things could have been a little better and uh you know did a lot of riding and just uh a few bike changes before texas and obviously we had raced texas before so and it was just i mean you know five six months prior so i had a good setting to start at there um and a setup that i really liked and I was a big fan of Texas last year. Um, I like that kind of layout. I like a technical track. Um, and it was, just, it's just more, uh, you know, a mental thing. I've always, since I've been a little kid had good, had some pretty good luck in Texas doing good. Um, whether it was three palms or wherever else we raced in Texas. Um, so, you know, showing up just all those things on my side, um, uh, just was pretty actually laid back, relaxed weekend. Um, not so much family there, just, uh, um, you know, a little more quieter and, uh, I, I like that. What was that? A little more business. Yeah. A little more business. Uh, so it was nice. Um, and you know, obviously I still think there's going to be, there's still the nerves, you know, going up to that gate, looking down and lining up with all the guys that, you know, you're still trying to get familiar with. Um, a lot of those guys I'd never raced before in my life. So, you know, you're still learning. Um, you know, where you stack up and, you know, how others ride, just getting used to riding with these new people. Um, that's one thing coming through the ranks. Like I've always kind of raced the same people. So you get in classes and you get riding with other people and you start to learn, you know, things about other people. And, um, you know, that helps you out racing just to know little things about others, you know, you'll pick up things and lines that other people do and, uh, starting to figure that out and also just starting to figure out, uh, you know, just how the whole, uh, pro day works. Um, you know, uh, just realizing like you don't have to ride hard. Like the qualifying has been the hardest thing for me. Um, just with setting that fast lap, like it's nothing I've ever had to do before. And I'm not the person to, uh, really take a whole lot of risks when I'm riding. I like to be a very smooth rider. Um, I like to be controlled and, you know, on those, when you're trying to do something like that, you kind of got to um, get out of your comfort zone a little bit if you really want to push it. And that's been something that I've been working with. And um, I don't, the biggest thing for me is I, I don't need to be first. Um, that doesn't, that the fastest lap doesn't uh, really mean a whole lot to me. Would it be really cool to have? Yeah. Um, but for me, my biggest thing is just getting comfy on that racetrack. And, uh, I feel like in Texas, it was a lot easier to get comfy there than it was in Florida. And I'm hoping that just kind of progresses through the season as we're going to more tracks that I'm more familiar with. Um, I think that'll just be a really um, helpful thing, especially coming back up to the uh, Midwest here, having a few closer to home racetracks. Just when you have those laps on the track, it's almost, you know, it's stored in the memory bank, you know, just uh, showing up and not having to worry about, uh, figuring every turn and every line out, you kind of have an idea before you get there. Um, and I think that's a big help. Um, and takes a lot of the, not stress, but, you know, eases the mind a lot, just, uh, lets you really relax and just focus on yourself and the day. You don't think that line choice and the way that you ride the track is going to change as you progress into the pro class? Oh, I, I definitely think, um, I mean, not to put it like that. No, I mean, I definitely think obviously I'm very young and, uh, very inexperienced in the pro class. And that's one of the biggest things I've noticed in the pro class, just getting into it is when you're racing the amateurs, you're four laps, you know, or something like that Ford or pro-am was longer, but, um, 
you know, the track in the pro class is what I've noticed is the changes in it. Um, you know, time qualifying, it's not such a big deal because you're not going out there and riding 15 minutes wide open with everyone. Um, the biggest thing I've noticed in the pro class is, um, not being afraid to try new lines. Like sometimes that line that's way out there that looks like no one's touched it all day. Like, why would you go out there? Um, by the end of the moto when all the other lines have been used all race, that line all of a sudden seems to look pretty good. And, uh, that's probably been the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, just racing these guys is really, um, you just really have to take some risks. Sometimes the risk and reward, you know, you have to, um, outweigh and weigh, you know, like, is it worth it or not? But, uh, I definitely think, um, as the season goes that that's something that I think you can always work on because I really think, sometimes it's not always the fastest guy that wins the race. It's, you know, the smartest guy that, you know, picks the best lines like you're, you know, we're talking about here. And, um, I think that's the biggest thing between, you know, your seasoned veterans and, you know, your rookies like me, um, I'm used to riding a track that four laps, the lines don't change a whole lot. You know, they don't get real beat up or worn out where here we go for a sight lap and it's like, Oh, you know, this line looks pretty good. Track looks pretty good. And first couple laps you take it and it's like, all right. And then all of a sudden mid moto, you know, it's like, man, this thing's kicking the crap out of me. Um, and you know, I, I'm pretty good with keeping my eyes open, but I've noticed just watching the top couple guys, like they really move around and, um, try new things. And for me, that's something that I've been trying to take home to practice because I think it's really important. Um, just because of the fact that the track does, um, change so much while we're out there in that 20 some minutes, you know? Um, and I would say there's definitely a lot of work to be done there. Um, just learning and, you know, um, figuring out like kind of a game plan, almost like, I, you know, you start here and just have to work your way through the race and, uh, make those good choices really is what it comes down to. That sounds like you're, you're going to school. And <laughs> this question what what are the other pros or the vets how are they treating you on and off the track um you know off the track there's really not been any issues there um you know um everyone's pretty respectable not much to say off the track wise i mean um definitely uh you know could be a lot worse i could say probably but on the track you know um i really got put in my place the first round i think and i uh I've learned a few things really fast there that, uh, you know, you're not friends out there. Um, there's a lot more contact on that pro gate than there is any other so far that I've been on. And, uh, you kind of just learn, um, that was the biggest thing, like talking lines wise is, you know, learning to protect your insides and, you know, uh, take that line away from someone. Don't give them that chance to come back at you. Um, because, you know, you give them an inch and they take a mile from you. So, uh, that's been one of the hardest things to learn, you know, is, um, years past, uh, it's been where, you know, I can get up, I've been able to last year, like I was able to get out front and, you know, in the amateurs, you don't really have to worry about someone coming up the inside of you and, you know, giving you that choice of you to hit the brakes or you go off the track. And, uh, I got given that choice quite a few times in Florida. And let me tell you, I went off the track quite a few times too. And, uh, it makes you learn real fast that, uh, it, you, uh, really need to be aware of your surroundings, not just who's in front of you about who's behind you too. Cause, uh, it might look, you might be trying to set the guy up in front of you just as much as the guy behind you setting you up too. So, uh, that was probably the biggest, uh, takeaway from Florida was just the aggressiveness of the class. Like, I've really learned to watch, um, you know, when to go for those passes and where you're at in the field. Um, because like in Florida, I was, I was beat after our main event. Um, I got my nerf bars bashed in every lap for the entire moto. Um, and it was a good race. I rode good. It was just when you're constantly hitting someone, the adrenaline and everything going, um, you know, you wear yourself out real fast. So coming into Texas, I kind of played it a little different. Um, I learned to study the guy in front of me a little longer and the race is so much longer than I'm used to that. You have so much time to make that move 
Um, and I think that, uh, you know, obviously I, you know, it would just be good to get a start. Uh, but when you're there making that pass, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed from your, uh, older guys and just working with Chad, obviously, like you either need to make that fast, that pass quick and fast, or take your time, study them and then pick your spot because you don't want to, you know, get halfway by them and then all of a sudden give them the chance to retaliate because, uh, things just get worse and worse from there. Cause you just keep wearing yourself out more and more. Um, and that was definitely the biggest takeaway for me was just like how physically demanding it was when you're constantly trying to battle with someone where, you know, if you pick that spot and go, um, you know, that was probably the biggest thing is once you make that pass, you better ride harder than you were to pass them because you need to get away. Cause otherwise, uh, you know, there's no giving up in that pro class. People don't just pull over for you. So, um, well, definitely a learning you're, curve. You're racing for money now. Oh yeah. I'm aware. So. Money. I mean, there's, there's a lot on the line for all of you guys and you need to, uh, make sure that you're understanding that. And I think, I think that's the biggest wake up call is it's, it's no longer amateurs. We're no longer buddies out there. We're, we're when the green flag drops, I'm not going to intentionally hurt you, but I will oh, yeah. get you out of the way. No. And that's been the biggest thing is, you know, there, there's no hard feelings off the track or anything. Like I totally get it. And you know, that's been the harder thing for me though, is, you know, going through the ranks, I've never had to do that. I've never had to be the one to, you know, take that line away from someone or, you know, make that contact to get around someone that just isn't my style. And I've kind of had to learn, you know, you're so close in speed with these guys that sometimes, you know, if they leave, if you, they give you that opportunity, you just have to take it. And, uh, I really hurt myself in Florida with that. Um, just kind of getting beat on by other people and not really, you know, um, giving it back or holding my ground. I kind of let people beat me around and that's frustrating. And so coming into Texas, we, uh, you know, I was expecting it and I think it went a lot better for me. I learned a lot and, you know, obviously still a lot more to be learned, but, um, definitely, you know, that was the biggest wake up call for me was just that aggression. There's, uh, there's no nice guys out there. There's no friend. There's nothing happening there. Like you, you leave that door open and it gets shut really fast and really hard. So, uh, definitely, uh, going to have to work on that. <laughs> So where are you sitting at in points after two rounds? Um, points wise, I want to say there's a tie for third right now. So I think it's listed as fifth. I'm that fourth, fifth spot. You know, I'm with, I think that, I think second through me and fifth is like three points or whatever, you know, we're sitting right in that top five spot. So I'm pretty happy with that. And uh, who are you, who are you battling with there? So I want to say Bryce Ford, Nick Janusi, you know, are a point up on me. And then uh, Joel Hetrick sitting in second there coming back from a bad first round, you know. Um, so we're all real tight there. Um, obviously, the goal was to come out and start the season was to be in the top five. So I'm pretty happy with that just to get the feet wet and get used to it. Um, pretty, pretty good with being in the top five. Uh, the first two tracks weren't exactly. Texas was, uh, you know, a better track, something that I'm more used to, um, but still not my, uh, not exactly my territory. It's, it'll be nice to come home here and, uh, get on some more familiar places. And, uh, I'm feeling pretty confident with that, you know, I'm already being in the top five, hoping to stay there and if not improve myself. Well, that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> What are uh, some of your other takeaways? Do you think that the suspension testing that you're doing at the pro level is different than it was in the amateur level? Yeah. You know, um, I'm honestly running pretty close to what I was, you know, last year, um, in the pro am at the pro am level. Um, I've noticed like, you play with the bike a lot more, um, you know, depending on where you go. Like last year, I kind of had one baseline setup that I pretty much ran everywhere. Um, where this year there's been some good changes in between tracks. Um, 
but really for the most part, I mean, I kind of have the bike where I really like it and it's more just little, um, uh, just little tweaks, um, just to satisfy me more than anything and get comfy. Um, really at the track, I haven't had to do much changing to the bike. It's been more in practice, you know, just trying new things, um, and playing, you know, different parts and pieces. Um, just, uh, just obviously, um, get myself more comfy on the machine. Not that I'm not just always looking for something a little better. Um, but you know, being partnered up with, uh, Chad there, he does a lot of testing himself that I get brought into and don't necessarily have to do it myself all the time, which is, uh, you know, a big blessing and been very nice, um, for me, um, just coming into the pros, especially, you know, just being one less thing to really have to worry about. He's kind of given me a program and helped me out with the bike. You know, um, if I have questions or anything like that, he's really been there to kind of guide me and give me a direction to go. Um, so that's been a, a big, uh, like ease on the conscious, especially at the track, because I can, uh, just from practice and trying some new things, I can see where, um, it's a very tedious process, um, you know, to get the bike, uh, to where you want it to be. So luckily haven't had a whole lot of that though, so far. Well, that's, that's good. That's a real good thing. So you have a good package and a guy that's, that's also likes your package and doesn't want to uh, change it as much, um, because you can, he can see the results. Yeah, no, I mean, so far, like obviously two fourth places, uh, no complaints there. And, um, I think honestly, it's more for me just about executing now and, uh, you know, staying consistent and just improving myself, not so much the bike. I think the bike's pretty good. You know, I think we have a really good package, obviously, you know, me and Chad run very similar stuff. He's obviously leading the points and proving that his stuff's working pretty good. I'm sitting in fourth. Uh, obviously the stuff's working pretty good. I think now it's more about going home and just, uh, figuring out the little, little things, um, that you have left to work on that, you know, are just going to take some time to learn. How is your conditioning holding up with the longer races? Honestly, uh, the conditioning has been quite a surprise to me with how well it's been. Um, maybe not so much for me. Like I don't, after the races, I'm, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm whooped. I'm tired. Um, but just being out there with all the other guys and just seeing the laps and how the races have went for me so far, I've honestly, my better laps have been later in the races. Um, I've always been that way as a little kid though. Just, uh, I just had that kind of a gift since I've been a little kid where I've been better at maybe reading the track than others and just, uh, getting smoother and smoother as the races went. Um, and I'm pretty good when it comes to, I've really focused just on the off season, uh, limiting my mistakes just throughout the moto and trying to put down that same lap, every lap. And, uh, it's really been beneficial to me, especially here in Texas. I actually was sitting in ninth place till after the halfway mark, finally the halfway mark hit and in three laps, we went from ninth to fourth. And, uh, I would honestly put a lot of it on just the fitness itself and the conditioning. Um, I was tired, but it it was, I'm a very mentally strong person. And, you know, I knew if I was tired, everyone else had to be tired. And I've been pretty good so far this year with pushing through that and not having any mistakes because of it. That's pretty awesome. So how many laps did it take you to get by those guys? Shoot. I, uh, um, in the second moto, it would have been, we had, a. I, on the first lap, you know, I kind of got pushed up over a berm and I think I was like 10th or ninth and I stayed there in ninth until well over the halfway mark. So shoot, we were probably eight laps in before I seven, eight laps in before I made a pass. And then once I did, I had kind of been, there was a good group of four of us and I just kind of been sitting back and watching everybody and studying where everyone was going and just seeing where I felt I was a little faster and where I was getting pulled. Um, and I, I kind of figured that out and figured out what lines I really liked by being able to see, you know, the three guys in front of me, they're all battling and I can see who's taking what line and what's working for them. And I kind of used that to my advantage then. And I actually, um, ended up making 
three of my four passes in the same spot just by following these guys and seeing what they were doing. Um, and then, um, not having anyone behind me was giving me that capability to try things behind them. Um, and that really helped out when it came later in the moto, um, to be able to take a different line and, uh, just carry my momentum right around. And, uh, that was something that I learned coming out of Daytona, um, to Texas where Daytona, I was trying to make a pass every turn I could, um, and just trying to make anything and everything work where here in Texas, just knowing that we had so much time, um, I really kind of sat back and just held myself back even, and just kind of told myself like to wait. Um, cause I really knew that just by watching these guys, I could learn what was working and what wasn't. Um, and I just had that confidence in myself that I can, you know, when it came late in the race that I knew I was going to be able to make that pass. And, um, I was able to make three of them stick and then, uh, a mistake by the last guy, let me jump into fourth, um, just be in there. Um, and really that from there on out, just spun my laps. Um, just, uh, started to ease away from everyone and just kind of all of a sudden was riding by myself for the last couple laps. Um, and I, uh, so obviously I would say like the conditioning always could use some work. Um, but I'm very surprised myself, I guess, where I'm at just from practicing with the, you know, obviously riding with Chad and stuff, uh, all last year we would, after the season, you know, I'd go down and ride with him and I can tell you when you're, when you're riding one-on-one with Chad, we and I would get tired in that 25 minutes. Um, and it would cause a lot of mistakes and, throughout this off season, you know, really worked on that. And I think it's really being beneficial to me now that I did, um, because obviously there's still a few mistakes that need to be cleaned up, but, um, I've limited that and it's really paid off in the end with some big, pretty big dividends. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're working on the mental game as much as you are the physical game and, 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 and trying to improve both at the same time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, honestly now just at this pro level being where we are and just seeing it um obviously you have to be very uh physically fit and you know your body has to be able to withstand that 25 minutes but the more and more i've learned about it it's it really comes down to just you know how mentally sharp you can stay through that 25 minutes you know um you can't lose that focus and um that's been the biggest thing for me is just uh really trying to stay focused that entire time because it does get really hard um you know, to keep pushing through. And, uh, luckily I, I've been able to do that and it's been working pretty well. And, um, I think, you know, that's the difference in those top couple guys is it's not always, you know, that you're not as fast. It's just, you know, it's more mental than anything, you know, racing is just as much mental as it is, um, you know, physical. So almost, almost more mental. I, I think at this level it is, you know, everyone's so close. Um, everything is so close that, you know, you can't be the one to make that mistake. And, uh, that's one of the biggest things that has been preached to me, you know, by Chad, Jeremiah, all these guys, you know, is just stay consistent and, you know, be there. And, uh, so that when that person does make that mistake, you have that opportunity. And, uh, I've really been trying to just take that advice and use it and, um, I'd say so far I've been doing a pretty good job with that. And it's, uh, definitely been paying off pretty well. So obviously, uh, keep listening to the two guys above me because it's been working pretty well so far. Amen, brother. Those guys are <laughs> awesome. And, and, uh, you know, there's more, there's some championships there. There's some uh, definite years of experience. I want to switch it up on you here a little bit. And I want to ask some questions about, you said you're going to go to the XC race. Uh, yeah. What changes do you make to the bike and are you going to run the pro class there or are you going to run the XC2? So, um I had never really ran any uh GNCCs before. Um I'd done one or two in the past years and this year just uh decided I had done one last year and really enjoyed it and I decided this year I had some extra parts just from all my race bike builds laying around that I was like, I was going to build a bike and do this. So I really kept the bike build very, uh, very mild. Um, just, uh, I did a, obviously did a narrow front end to 
to get through those trees there. Um, so I narrowed up the front end. I used, uh, last year's race bike shocks, some takeoffs. And then, uh, so I did, I did an arm suspension, put a linkage on. I ran, I stayed with all the stock, um, components, otherwise stock brakes, uh, swing arm. I actually left the engine stock. I went with a stock engine, just, uh, intake exhaust. And other than that, I really haven't touched that bike that GNCC bike has pretty much been my, uh, you know, want to go ride a moto today, go beat on that bike. So I went for the real conservative, reliable build on that one. Um, just because after doing a race in the woods, I think power helps, but I really just think it's more about that stamina and the consistency of just, you know, making that being smooth and consistent through the woods and not making the mistake of hitting a tree or something like that. Um, so I've, that's the route I've went with the GNCC bike. And, uh, so far I've been to two of the races so far this year, I went to the opener and one other and actually ended up third in the XC2 class. And I think fifth or sixth and the second one kind of had a rough race there, but, uh, just a fun time for me. It's a, it's a getaway. Um, you know, I get used to riding, you know, three 20 minute, 25 minute motos every day, every, you know, couple, every, uh, probably four to five days a week. And, uh, it's, uh, just something for me that I like to go in the woods and I love to be on a four-wheeler and it, uh, it's taught me some other really good things too. Like that conditioning that you asked about really plays a big factor there. Like two hours is a long time to be on that four-wheeler and, I really think it's helped me so far being out in that woods doing that because I don't think it really matters what you do. You're going to get tired at some point in the woods. Like that two hours, the bike's beating you up. And I think that's where the mental part of it comes in is you really learn to teach yourself to be mentally strong and push through. And I think that's been, I think that, I think the GNCC has also been benefiting me on the motocross side just by doing that and um, being in the woods and being able to push through like that. And, also learn the consistency part of it too. And just really, uh, take my time and study things. Your, your mental game, you work on that in the woods too, because I mean, staying focused for two hours, you know, missing a tree, remembering the specific uh, landmarks that are difficult, um, also takes some focus and concentration too. So that, that I'm sure that helps you. Correct. Yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of how I was saying there. I, I do really believe that being in the woods has helped um, on the motocross track too. Obviously just for that reason. I mean, the longer you're on that machine, I think the easier it is to make that mistake and lose that focus. And uh, honestly, I have, I mean, I took a fifth or sixth place in Georgia. I, I think every, every GNCC I've been to, I've collected one tree with me or not. Um, and uh you know, it's never a real bad incident, but it's just a stupid little tree, you know, that you'll get hung up on, get off the bike, you know, pull it backwards or something like that. And it all costs you time. And I, I think every time you do that, I've learned a little more from it. And I think it's also helped me, you know, grow a little stronger mentally to, you know, not make that mistake again. Cause it frustrates you obviously. <laughs> so just a little, just yeah. a little. So no, I, I've, uh, really enjoyed it. And my plan is to make them when I can. And then their season runs longer than our motocross season. So the plan is after the motocross season to, uh, pick up and do the last couple of GNCCs and then, uh, see where I'm finishing here. And it might be something where I decide that I want to jump in the pro class at a few rounds and try that. But, uh, for now I have my hands full in XC2. So just getting used to that, uh, the starts are what are killing me. I won't lie. I, I am not a good starter in the woods. Not that I'm great either. So far, haven't been so great this year either on the motocross side, but, uh, the woods has definitely been rough. That, uh, dead start is, uh, there's gotta be some technique to it that I'm missing. Cause obviously, uh, I'm not so hot at it. So, but at the end of the day, I figure I got two hours. It's a lot longer to make some passes and some things happen. So I haven't been too gotten too worked up about that, especially with it just being, just being something fun to go do. And, uh, I enjoy just, uh, having that, you know, uh, like we have a month break right now. It's, it's something fun to go do and, uh, take your mind off of the moto side too. I get it. Um, 
you know, uh, you can always reach out to guys like me. I have a couple, I have a couple ACE cards, some people I can get you in contact with that might help you with some techniques on that if you're interested. So uh, always keep that in mind that you can uh, make those calls. So. No, it's uh, much appreciated. And it might be something I have to take you up on someday. Uh, you have, but. you'd be more than <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> I want to, okay. I want to reach into your personal life here a little bit. Um, n- nothing too crazy, but we had a meeting scheduled or a, an appointment scheduled to, to tape the episode and something came up in your life. And I just want you to to talk about that for a minute because it's kind of a big accomplishment or a big thing for your brother. And I know how family orientated you are. So if you could uh, give a little shout out here, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Obviously, we were supposed to uh, have a meeting here uh, last week sometime. I can't remember the day or whatever, but uh, obviously with the sport and all that, I, uh, I'm i on the road a lot. I don't I don't get to be home so much with my brothers and family during this time of year, you know, from the time January hits till September. And uh, usually it's not a big deal. Uh, my brother's a football player and I uh, honestly used to play with him. We used to get to play together. It was a really cool deal. Um, I like to stay close to my brothers as much as they, uh, make me mad and angry. Sometimes they're, uh, also fun to have around. So he, uh, happened to have a football game that I didn't know about because, uh, he's been playing, he's a sophomore and he's been getting to play both varsity and JV. So I didn't really know he had a game cause I wasn't sure if he was playing or not. So, uh, I got told he got to play and I hadn't got, had to, hadn't gotten a chance to make one yet this year. So, uh, I unfortunately had to take the opportunity I got to go watch him play and he uh, killed it and they won. So it was a good night to go watch. So, um, you know, and it's cool for me because my, my brothers don't get to come see me race all the time, obviously with being in school. So they do it, um, at home, you know, they'll come out and videotape time me and my brother will go out there at the stopwatch and he'll be like, dude, what's your problem? Like you're slow today. And you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I really like that side of the family there. And, uh, obviously they support me. So it's, uh, always fun to go and support them and obviously, uh, be there for them at such cool events like that. Um, so what position does he play? So he, uh, he's been actually back and forth. He's, uh, an offensive lineman and he's been playing a uh, defensive end. So I would like to tell you what, offensive line, but they've been moving him around. So I won't, I honestly can't tell you if he's a guard or a tackle anymore, Um, but he's, uh, you laugh when you see him because he's my little big brother is what we always call him. So, uh, it's just a good thing how it worked out. Funny how things work like that. You know, I'm five, nine, five, 10 and you know, 165, 170 pounds and he's six, three, six, four and you know, 280. (laughs) And, uh, obviously that's not a great racer build. And luckily I, I got lucky enough to be the, the small one. Cause he used to race with me as well. So, uh, just funny how things worked out. He ended up on the football field being this huge guy and he stands next to me and I'm just this little kid that rides a four-wheeler. So, uh, definitely cool to see, but, uh, no, I appreciate being able to reschedule this and, you know, be able to make it so I can make that event. Cause it was, uh, definitely a good thing to be able to go and, uh, support. Well, I want you to keep me posted on how he does because I am a football fan. I played football in high school and, and before I, I, I was too small to go to college. Um, you know, cause I'm only five, yeah. I'm only five, nine, five, ten, and, um, you know, I had 190 pounds and I played offensive line. So I was a very small offensive lineman. Um, yep. When you go to college, yeah, you just, no, you're on the bench. You're out. You're out of here. You know? Yeah. No. So that's been a, that's been a cool thing with my brother is, you know, he, uh, he's been given that naturally big build and, you know, he really takes to football and recently has, uh, you know, really had that desire to maybe want to go to school and try and, you know, go to school to play football. And, uh, you know, so it's fun to go out in the shop and, uh, it kind of sucks now. Cause you know, he, he gets into the weights and as a racer, that's not something that I really do is a lot of weightlifting. So, I go to the shop and I get laughed at because, you know, I, I put the lightweight on the bar and I do 40 reps and he comes over and puts three times the weight on and does 20. And he's like, here are you trying? I'm like, dude, you're, you're just 
kind of a dick. Like, I don't like you. This isn't fair. You know, you're my little brother and you know, he makes me look bad. Like if I, I'll be out in the garage and you know, if I can't get something or I need help lifting a bike up into a truck or something, I'll be like, you know, come here. And you know, he throws it in the truck and I just have to shake my head like, God, you know, I wish, but at the same time, (laughs) but I don't. And at the same time, I, I give him a hard time too. He, he likes to beat on me in the weight room. So I'll uh, take him outside and be like, Hey, there's an extra bike. If you want to go for 30 miles today. And, uh, he never seems to take me up on it. So I get to give him a hard time about that, but, uh, no, so it's, it's been fun. And, uh, obviously, um, you know, good luck to him. And I, I like to see, I like to see him out in the weight room with me. It makes it fun to have, uh, someone else out there with you that, you know, else is also putting in the hard work. So it's cool to see. And mom and dad are pretty excited with, with probably both of you, um, and, and the success you're having. Um, how's mom taking it that you're home? Uh, obviously, you know, uh, it's very hard for me to be gone. Um, she loves having everyone home. It's, uh, not very often everyone gets to sit down at the dinner table as a whole family with sports and everything. So she, uh, really likes to have everyone home. Luckily for her this year, um, she gets, she comes and stays with me a lot when I'm gone. So, uh, you know, she's, she, it's not like I'm gone for that long, but, uh, I would say she's the probably she's very, she's uh, very grateful when we're all home. That's uh, probably her favorite times is when I'm home. She wouldn't tell me that she'd never tell me not to leave, but obviously uh, she makes it pretty clear. She likes when everyone's home. So that's not such a bad thing either. You were also telling me that uh, when you're home, dad helps out quite a bit in the garage with you. Yes. I, uh, when I'm gone, uh, mom likes, it's easier for mom to come and stay with me. You know, if I'm gone for a couple months at a time, rather than dad, obviously with work and all that. So, uh, you know, when I'm gone, it's on me, if I break something to fix it and, you know, to maintain everything and I come home and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you know, uh, Oh yeah. I changed the oil on that bike or, Hey, you know, you broke this. Oh yeah. I can help you with that. And, uh, takes a lot off my shoulders and, uh, makes things a, a little more enjoyable, actually, you know, just kind of rejuvenates you. And it's like, Oh, you know, I don't have to work on this thing tonight. That's awesome. You know, I can, I can go do this or something. And, uh, it's also fun to come home and, uh, have someone else in the garage with you. You know, um, as a little kid, I always was in the garage. I love foilers. So you, you know, that was, that's probably where me and my dad have spent the most time together is, you know, working on stuff that I've always broke. So it's fun to, <laughs> fun to come home and, uh, get back to that routine. <laughs> so uh, it's some things never change. So after this GNCC that you're going to ride, when yep. is next motocross? So we will race GNCC this weekend and then have a weekend off in between. And then the following weekend I would race. So I'll have one weekend in between GNCC and motocross. So we're about just over two weeks out from our motocross race now. Uh, so we're out at in Pennsylvania high point raceway. Um, so hasn't been on the schedule in a couple of years, but, uh, was an event that, um, we've had on the schedule for many years in the past that I've got, I've been out there quite a few times myself. So, um, definitely excited to have that one back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, high point around for years, man. It's a good place. Oh yeah, it is. And it's, uh, a little closer to home than a Texas or New York or something like that. So not, I'm a little bit of a fan of that too. Having that shorter drive, the first couple rounds here have been quite a haul. <laughs> well, it's all part of it, man. I, I don't oh, remember yeah. if I asked you the last time I had you on, what's your favorite track? <sighs> Oof. Favorite track. You did not ask. Cause I, uh, did not get this puzzled on this question. Cause this is a hard one for me. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, the home race, the close race for me, um, which are probably my two favorite tracks are your sunset Ridge and Redbud. Um, I won't lie though. I was always, I only got to race it a few times as a little kid. And I don't know if it would be the same if I went back now, but I used to love Bud's Creek, Maryland. That was always my favorite track. I love the big elevation. I love, I love just any racetrack with good elevation in it. Um, and that was always as a little kid, that was like my favorite place to go. 
And now that I've, you know, gotten older and ridden so many tracks, it's so hard to tell you, uh, which one exactly, but I would say in the circuit right now, um, I'd probably have to go with sunset Ridge, um, just being the close to home race. Um, and, uh, just getting to know, um, being out there for practice and stuff, getting to know the owners and stuff. They're just, uh, some good people and are very, uh, welcoming to the quads. And that just makes it more fun to go out there and ride. That's awesome. So comes the time when I'm going to put you on the spot. All righty. I don't know if you're ready for this one. We're going to try. <laughs> you going to, you going to, are you going to be bold enough to predict a win this year? I mean, I'll be bold enough to tell you the goal is to win one this year. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have two fourths and that for a rookie to come in and rise to the top, you know, and be in the upper cream right off. That's, you know, because I think from what I've seen, it's a pretty stacked field from, from third to sixth, maybe seventh. You know, it's, yeah, it's no, I would say, I would say from uh, eighth forward, there's uh, no messing around. Those are some fast dudes. And, uh, definitely have my hands full there. And, uh, you know, I know that. And, um, but I also, uh, I like being the underdog and I like being the young gun. So, uh, and I always, uh, have kind of been told, you know, uh, never, never set the bar too low. Always, uh, always set it real high. Cause it's, uh, you know, always have something, an end goal in mind. And, uh, you know, the goal was always never just to be a pro, I always wanted to be a top pro. And, uh, that's been a goal since I've been a little kid is I've always, uh, you know, everyone dreams of winning a pro race and, um, you know, obviously that's a goal. And right now, um, you know, with how the season started, it could definitely be something that could happen this year. Um, right now we're working on just, uh, getting on that podium, um, been really close. And I think, uh, you know, just, uh, keeping out at the next couple ones here. We're definitely, that's definitely the main goal right now that we're gunning for. And, uh, I think, uh, we pull one, one or two of those off and, uh, we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll see. Um, all right. All right. I, I can definitely take, I can take that. Yeah, no, uh, obviously, uh, would like to say yes. And, uh, deep down inside. Yeah, that, I think so. But, uh, at the same time, I'll be modest and, uh, I'm uh, very content with the top three that that's been the big goal this year. And that's, that's my, uh, mentality every year going into it is, you know, you don't have to win every race. Um, but you need to be in every race and, uh, you know, I think, uh, get on that podium and just start, uh, going from there. I want to ask you a question about Bryce Ford. Yes, sir. I have not gotten to see him. I've not gotten to see most of you ride. Um, a lot people have been in my ear talking about him, obviously you as well too, but it, it is he the real deal? Oh yeah. I mean, that is, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's legit. Um, he's been my toughest competitor since day one. I mean, I started nationals in 2011 and I came in and that was the kid to beat and he's been the kid to beat since day one. And, you know, uh, he's gifted. He's, uh, he's naturally got it. He's one fast dude. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, obviously one of the guys I got to beat to be in that third spot there. And that won't be an easy chore. Um, and me and him have raced since, I mean, shoot, I've been eight years old. So obviously we know each other, um, uh, probably the best out of anyone on that gate. He's the one that I know the most and, uh, probably have had the most battles with too. So, um, he's always been, you know, he's, I want to say a year and a half, almost two years older than me. So he's got a little age on me and, you know, I watch what he does and, uh, you know, he's done some pretty, uh, pretty spectacular things in our sport to say the least. I mean, he's, he's, uh, done some really good things and obviously I, uh, just try and, uh, do it a little better. Um, that's obviously always the goal is, you know, he's, uh, he sets the bar really high for me, always being a year and a half, two years older than me. He's, uh, Oh, I always come into the class and I, I got to beat him. And 
you know, I've been lucky to beat him a time or two, but he's, uh, he's always, you know, had that little edge and, you know, taking me in the championships and, uh, um, you know, congrats to him, you know, he's, he's worked for it. And I, uh, I do think he puts the work in and I, you know, I think he works just as hard as I do. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, coming into the pros here, I, I knew me and him would be close since me and him have been tight since day one. And, uh, the biggest goal, um, you know, is, uh, you know, to beat him. And that's been the goal since I've been a little kid, you know, is me and him push each other. And that's why I, I, I credit where I am because of him. And I think he's where he is, you know, because us two push each other and, uh, we're still doing that. We're still, you know, the two young guns coming in and, uh, I, he's definitely not going away and either am I. And I think us two, you know, um, we're going to have some good battles here and, you know, it'll be fun to see what happens, but yeah, to answer your question, they're definitely one fast dude that, uh, lets it hang out there. He's, he's wild. <laughs> I've watched some video and I just, you know, you get to see guys like you and Chad are calculated, controlled, looking, you know, not a lot of frills when I watch you. Yep. Joel and Bryce. They're identical. You Bryce is the like, younger oh, Joel. Okay, he's gonna crash you. Oh, he made it. Oh, he's gonna go. Oh, he made it again. And and that's why I gotta say he he that he's the real deal. Like he's some of the things he does, I'm like, dude, you you should be on the ground right now. Like I know if I did that, I'd be on the ground. Like and you know, um, it's and it's been that way since we've been little. Um, you know, he's always been wild and had this different style and um, you know, I, that's something that we've, you know, never been similar on. I've always rode a little different than he has. And then getting with Chad is really, um, you know, he's been, he's that Joel Hetrick, just, uh, first or last always is kind of how he's been. And, uh, yeah, he's him and Joel resemble a lot alike. And, um, it'll be interesting to see cause, uh, sometimes you just, shake your head. Cause you're like, I don't know how that just happened, but it did <laughs> So they make it work. I don't want to, I don't want to forget about his brother. I know his brother's really fast as well. Um, yeah. Doesn't he's more of a conservative controlled rider like you guys. So he doesn't get the same accolades that his brother does. And that's unfortunately unfortunate for him, but uh, yeah, you're that, that you have to look over your shoulder every once in a while. Cause he's right there too, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I won't lie. I don't really, uh, I'm not really close to him. I don't really know him. He's always been four or five years older than me. I honestly probably have seen him on the track, like maybe two or three times to be honest. I not really familiar with, um, him yet or his really riding style. I know they're way totally different. It's like you, even just, you see them both and how they ride and it's like, dude, like, I'm sure you two are related. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> cause they are, they're totally different. And, uh, it's been that way too, since we've been little kids, you know, growing up with them, just knowing them, how they've raced. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, Cody's, uh, Cody's fast too. And, uh, obviously, uh, that's something that, you know, those two share, that's cool. Um, you know, being brothers and both being in the pro class has to be something cool that you get to share together. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't have much to say there. I don't really know no a whole lot about him. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to mention one brother without the other. Uh, you know, all due respects, Matt, yes, sir. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, again, as always, you're more than welcome to come back. And I want to lay it out there: when that first first comes, you'd better reach out so that we can get you get you your show taped and talk about it and um you know get that big smile and and, and <laughs> you know get to see all that emotion come out because it's a huge thing uh, i've been there for a number of guys when they've got their first win and um it, the emotions are just unbelievably off the chart yeah i don't know um you know, obviously can't picture it or have any idea what it's going to be like, but, uh, hopefully we get to talk about it soon. That's all I got to say about that one. So well, I, that's cool. <laughs> I, think, I think we will, but I think what I think really doesn't matter. You're the guy that has to <laughs> do it and, and you have to fight with those other guys. And, um, 
Well, I'm the guy that has to believe it. That's what it takes. Oh, dude, you, you already do. No, I, I hope so. So it's, uh, you know, we're working for it. That's, uh, every day, you know, um, I, I give uh weaning a hard time about it all the time. I tell him I'm going to beat him in everything we do. And I always lose and it's very frustrating. And he knows that. And, uh, obviously he gets a good laugh out of it. And, but he also knows that at the same time, it's eventually coming. it's coming. So we always laugh. I tell him, you know, he's getting older, so he's eventually going to slow down. So it's going to happen, but, uh, <laughs> no, he'll get a good laugh out of that. So, and you know, we always do obviously still, uh, mad respect to him. And, you know, he's, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep telling him I'm going to beat him and I'm going to keep believing that I'm going to beat him. And I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll prove me wrong many times, but at some point, it's going to happen. And man, I'm going to let him know. Cause it's going to be awesome. So always great talking to you too, sir. I appreciate you having me on and uh, hopefully we get to talking soon here again. I hope so too, brother. You have a great one and good luck in the, in the GNCC and uh, good luck in, in the next race in PA. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Brought to you by Take-Two Custom Tees. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.